Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. When we look at those things related to the will of God, we see that the word holiness stands out. And I've shared with you that this word holiness is best understood by the purposes of God. It is only when an individual has been born again, regenerated by the Holy Spirit, that this person can become a vessel, an instrument, we can say it this way, a servant of the living God, and that we can carry out God's purposes and live in a way that he sees as holy. And holiness, it is so vital in our life because through holiness, we see ourselves growing. We see God moving in our life, maturing us, empowering us, equipping us for greater service. And that should be the utmost desire that we would be used by God for greater and greater things. Now, the world may not see these things as significant. We may not get any applause from the world, but we're not seeking the worldly, worldly approval. What does Paul say to the Galatians in Galatians 1.10? One of my favorite verses. If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of God. Well, we are in a study of the book of Leviticus. We began that last week with chapter 1, and now we're ready for chapter 2. So I would invite you, take out your Bibles, open them up, follow along, read together as we study this second chapter of Sefer Vayikra, the book of Leviticus. And I may mention that this book begins, it's called Vayikra in Hebrew, and he called because God has called us to be holy later on in this book when we get into chapter 19 and several months from now we'll read the verse where god has called us to be holy because he himself is holy he is always faithful and obedient to his purposes because his purposes are true his purposes are right are good his purposes bring about his will so ask yourself a very important question and that is am i truly committed to the will of god or have i believed a a christianized idolatry which is using god and we can't use god but people think that to use god that he might do my will that is not the faith of of the fathers it is not what the scripture reveals now we saw last week an offering what is called in hebrew a korban and i made mention to you and i'm going to do this frequently for several weeks 
but this word for an offering or a sacrifice the hebrew word korban it's rooted in the word which means to approach or draw near and we want god to move in our life to set things in order to do that spiritual tikkun that spiritual repair that we might be drawn close to him that we would be in his presence because everything changes and it changes for good when we're in the presence of god so look with me to chapter two we're going to be looking at a specific type of offering to the lord and this is called a mincha now mincha is a hebrew word and it can be as we'll see here related to grain so it's not a a blood sacrifice we're not dealing with the blood when we're dealing with a grain offering there is no blood secondly this word mincha can also be be translated as a gift and we see here that it's an offering to god being motivated not because of some sin problem but rather simply because we want to worship god so we have for example in the scripture ties offering giving that 10 percent a maaser a tithe giving offerings in addition above for a different purpose but we also have mincha a gift offerings and these offerings we're going to see that moses receives most most clear instructions on how they should be offered up and with what so let's begin leviticus chapter 2 and verse 1. it begins here with the phrase nephesh nephesh is a soul and it can be understood frequently as an individual as a person and that's how we should understand it so a soul an individual a person that will offer up a grain offering to the lord so we have that word korban korban mincha a grain offering to the lord he's drawing near to god for giving him this grain offering and it tells us what a grain offering should be it's a word solet which is a a fine ground up grain so it is a preferred grain offering so here it needs to be a a grain offering that's finely ground up this shall be his offering and he should pour upon it upon this grain oil and he should set also upon it levona and levona is frankincense so these are the things the grain the oil and the frankincense now later on we're going to see that there's an additional ingredient that is offered up with sacrifices but we'll come to that later on at time being we have these three elements the grain the oil and the frankincense verse 2 this is the preparation and then it says look at verse 2 he shall bring it to the sons of aaron ha kohanim the priests and i made mention last week this term kohen for priests 
is a synonym for the term mishareth, a servant. So the priests were servants and they served in the temple. Here, it's before the temple, so we're talking about the tabernacle. And they had assistants. Who were the assistants? The Levim, that is the Levites. And the word Levite, we know the tribe of Levi, but that name Levite has to do with someone coming alongside. We could use the word escort, escorting a person, aiding that person, coming alongside for assistance. That's what a Levi, a Levite is. So here it says, and he shall bring it to the sons of Aaron, the priests. And it shall be, keep reading, we have the word kamatz. Kamatz, according to the the tradition of the elders, we're talking about scooping up with three fingers, scooping up this grain, this, this finely ground up flour, three fingers, and put it into the the palm of your hand so that's why it says that it's a kamatz use these three fingers and from them fill up this this place in the palm of the hand where these three fingers are attached to so it should fill it up completely and it shall be from this this solid this finely ground up grain and from its oil and also upon the levona that frankincense and it says when he brings that that mixture and that amount in this specification we find that the priest is going to do something ve hiktir hiktir is from the word to offer up an incense how do you offer up incense with fire and so it can be understood here that the priest They are going to burn. Here it's that one in particular priest that's working and received that grain offering. The priest, he will burn up this this grain offering. But notice what it says. He shall do it as a memorial. Now, that word memorial comes from the Hebrew word to remember. And what the person is doing is wanting God to be mindful of him. We can think of it another way. God, I want you to take notice of me. I am coming before you. I am making myself vulnerable to you that you take notice of me. And here again, in the same way that we saw last week that a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice is for tikkun, a repair, a spiritual repair, so too. He's asking now with this gift offering from grain, God, go to work. I want your change in my life. So it's a memorial offering up this priest as a memorial upon the altar. And once again, because it's with fire, it's a fire offering. And it too is a fragrance that is pleasing unto the Lord. So he offers up this specific sacrifice, this offering, and notice what it says in verse 3. And the remaining from the mincha. So that which is left over, there's a specific amount that's offered up, burnt up to God, but that which is left over from this grain offering, 
It is for Aaron and his sons, meaning the priests can receive a portion of it. And it says, Kodesh Kodeshim. You probably know that phrase, Kodesh Kodeshim, is the Holy of Holies. So this is the most holy. What is it? A very special, a most holy of the fire offerings unto the Lord. Why? It's made not out of uh, compulsion, not because God commands it. It's done because one wants to. One desires to give to God, to come before God, in order that God brings about change in this person's life. And one of the things that we should do is that we should affirm, and this all relates to something that many people don't want you to talk about, and that is conviction. We need to realize that if things are going to be to be changed in our life according with the Lord's changes, what He wants, that means at times, and probably much more frequently than, than we care to admit, that we need to fall under conviction. It's falling under conviction where we become mindful of our sins, our iniquities, our transgressions, and then we can experience change where we say god you have identified for me this area in my life i may not have been aware of it i may have been denying it but now i have fallen under conviction and i realize i need you to to bring about that change i desire that so this is foundational to what we're speaking about look now to to verse verse four it says and for that you will so because you will offer up a offering of the grain and you bake it in the oven and it shall be and it's just more information about this grain offering so when you offer up a grain offering it shall be baked in an oven it's going to be these uh halot these loaves some will say cakes of this finely ground up grain and it's going to be matzot meaning unleavened now one of the things that you may or may not know everything that was done in the temple and of course the tabernacle preceding the temple all of the things there were unleavened leaven never entered into never entered into the tabernacle or the temple why leaven of course we learned this from from paul leaven is synonymous with sin with pride those things that are not appropriate in regard to worshiping god so they're not there and this will become clearer in a moment once more for you shall come forth bring forth you offer up this grain offering it is baked in the oven it is of this finely ground up grain that you make it into loaves or or cakes of unleavened unleavened nature that you mix it once again with oil and it shall also be it can be if you don't have these halot it can be what's called rekikim which are like wafers but here again wafers of matzot unleavened wafers and again it is anointed with oil so we have two different words 
for anointing. If you go back up to verse 1, it's the word yatsak. But here we have the word that's related to Messiah, uh, Mashach, which is also a synonym for anointing. Look, if you would, to verse 5. And if the grain offering is and now we're using not an oven but we have another word machavat machavat in modern hebrew it's like a frying pan so there was different utensils that you could could cook this grain in it was not offered up in the raw form but it says here in an oven the previous verse or now in this verse it says in verse five but if your grain offering is is upon a machavat a frying pan is your offering again it's going to be this solet this finely ground up grain mixed with oil and it shall be unleavened so again over and over this emphasis emphasis on being unleavened then he says verse six patot ota petit which means it needs to be crushed up now we have one word for for grinding something up now we have another one that's really meaning to crush so almost grind it up into a powder and then he says again pour upon it this is the word yatsak pour upon it this oil and this is the mincha this is the grain offering verse 7 now we saw you may use a a oven you might use a frying pan and now we have a different utensil in verse 7 and this is like a a thick pot that you put things in and it cooks it in this location so if your grain offering is from and this is the word uh if it's from this it says is your grain offering again you shall make it with this solid this fine grain flour fi- fine grounded up flour with oil and verse 8 says and you bring it to bring the grain offering which you have made from these things unto the lord and it says you shall bring it this is offered to the priests and and this one the priest shall approach the altar so the altar here is for ultimately offering up with fire this type of grain sacrifice look now to verse 9 the priest he shall lift it up lift up this grain offering uh, with this memorial as a memorial of it he shall burn it upon the altar and it is an ishe. Ishe comes from the word esh, which means a fire offering. And again, look how verse 9 ends. A, a fragrance that is comforting, pleasing unto the Lord. Now, again, we see something at the heart of all worship here. We've seen so many times this phrase repeating and repeating itself. Reach nikhoach ladonai which means a fragrance that is pleasing comforting satisfying unto the lord and this is teaching us something so foundational 
and that is that all worship should be done with one objective and that is to be pleasing to god and let me say i think that principle as i said foundational so clearly taught throughout the word of god it's so frequently uh, avoided or rejected or ignored today in the local uh, congregations all too often worship doesn't reflect the holiness of god it's not done according to the the revelation found in the new covenant for new covenant worship but we do it in a way that oftentimes reflects the world reflects the the presentation of the world not a holy presentation that we learn about in the scripture it's done to please man rather than to please god and we see over and over this phrase reach nikoach ladonai a pleasing fragrance unto the lord reach nikoach ladonai verse verse 10 that which remains from the grain offering again to aaron and to his sons kodesh kodeshim it is the most holy from the fire offerings of the lord so again what we're seeing is this we're seeing a a description of holiness we're talking about this grain sacrifice as something of great significance why because it's offered out of a desire to be pleasing to god to set things in the order of god that things might be changed adapted repaired in order that god's order is maintained both with me personally for something that i'm concerned about why god's order is inherently related to his glory so when we choose our order it's for ourselves but when we approach god submissively when we approach god obediently giving heed to his instructions then our objective is not self but rather god honoring him glorifying him all of this is what worship is about look if you would to verse 11 every grain offering which you shall offer up to the lord it shall not be done with leaven now this is the word which relates to leaven and it's that quality of swelling up and this is what paul says in regard to the connection between sin and pride this swelling up is a type of pride a type of desire that wants to exalt self rather than exalt god so because of the the symbolic meaning of chametz or leaven we read here look again at verse 11 every grain offering which you shall offer up to the lord it shall not be done with chametz with leaven for all and then we have another word that clarifies chametz chametz simply is that swelling up it's related to something that's also sour 
there's a change of, of taste to what it was. It becomes sour. But now we have the word ki. Ho saor. Saor is the modern Hebrew word, one of them, for yeast. So now it's clear what we're talking about. Leaven. Leaven and yeast, of course, interchangeable. And also it says, and all devash, no honey. Now, there's many different theories about why no honey. I'm not going to speculate. Let's just take the Peshat, the simple, no leaven, no yeast, no honey that is placed upon this type of grain offering. Let me share with you one thing that people say, and that is if we were to eat this, it would taste better with honey. Now, the levona, the frankincense, is a pleasing uh, uh, fragrance. It is desirable. We like that, that smell. But what we should know is that the honey, of course, sweet, and we would want that. And I believe what it's telling us is that, that how we like worship and what God likes in worship are very, very different. And the takeaway for us is do not lean on your own understanding. Don't think that we know how to worship God. We don't. We need to take seriously only his instructions in regard to worship. And it says, anything that has this this yeast, this leaven, this honey, they do not burn from it as a fire offering unto the lord it is not acceptable it cannot be included verse 12. now in verse 12 and as we approach the end of this chapter we're going to see two primary offerings that are made up one is called rishit the other is called bikurim now in english when we translate that they're frequently translated in the same way the first fruits but there is a very distinct meaning rashit relates to that is a special day it's when you during the the barley harvest that you would take the first of the barley the wheat and that you would go out you would select the first on that day which is the same day that messiah rose from the dead we go out and we pick only the best of it and that we offer up now bikurim has to do with the the first harvest and the fruit of that first harvest and bikurim is tied to shavuot or pentecost so we know something biblically speaking on rishit that means one or first on the first day of the counting of the omer those 50 days from resurrection sunday until pentecost those 50 days the first rashid on pentecost or shavuot it's known as chag ha bikorim so another name for pentecost or the feast of weeks is the feast of the first fruit but it's speaking about from the first harvest the fruit from the first harvest there's a difference here between the beginning of the barley wheat harvest that first offering that's made up 
and what's done at the conclusion of this time those seven weeks those 50 days when we offer up everything so there's the first fruit and the rest of the harvest the first fruit is reshit the rest of the harvest all that comes from that is known as bickering so it's different oftentimes translated the same into english and other language but it's not the same word or the same meaning in hebrew look if you would to verse 12. korban reshit so the grain offering at the beginning of the the barley harvest that first assembly that first harvest that you take you shall offer it up to the lord you offer up this this harvest unto the lord and it says and to the altar you shall not uh uh burn it up offer it up as a a fragrance uh that is pleasing so the reshit we don't deal with it like the others why well what was done here we know from later on in the book of leviticus that the individual would prepare it and give it to the local priests and he would wave make a wave offering and and a prayer would be said and it was hid it was given to him so this one the korban rashid you do not take listen to what it says verse 12 the korban rashid the grain offering at the beginning of this this uh, harvest you bring them to the lord but to the altar you do not uh, uh burn it up as a fragrance a comforting or a sweet fragrance verse 13 all the grain offering shall be and this is that extra element that i was telling you about that we would come to later on every grain offering of yours shall be salted with salt and do not cease the salt of the covenant of your god from upon this grain offering your grain offering so it also includes salt salt is related as part of the covenantal requirement it is a big deal this salt so he says do not cease now this word cease it's the same word for shabbat the sabbath day in a verbal form so do not stop do not cease the salting of this covenant of the lord your god from upon your grain offering upon every grain offering that you shall offer up it's also with salt now look at verse 14. in verse 14 we're going to deal with not the reshit which begins these seven weeks of the harvest period but now we're dealing with the bikurim and this bikurim is at the time of the conclusion when you bring forth a special offering to the lord during this time known as pentecost in greek or shavuot weeks in in hebrew and we see in this passage it says look at verse 14 
And if you shall offer up a grain offering, and this is minchat bikurim unto the Lord. If it's this specific one at the end of the 50 days during this festival of Shavuot, if this is the grain offering that you're doing, you do it when? Aviv, spring. Now, many different uh, uh, translations are given for this word, but it's known. It's Aviv. It's the spring. It's telling us when we do this, this offering in the springtime and some will say this is when the the grain will be uh very ripe and green and healthy it says we take that and we 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 roast it with fire and this is the and it uses a different word garris caramel caramel are the plump grains and garris (laughs) excuse me is a word that speaks of taking these uh healthy these green these these uh plump grains of of wheat and grinding them up this is what it's talking about beating them into a a fine a fine grain one that is crushed thoroughly this is what it means when it says garris caramel this type of grain you shall offer it up as the grain offering of bikorecha of your first fruits verse 15 what do you do with this he says and you shall after preparing the grain you shall set upon it oil and you shall set upon it meaning upon this grain offering mixed now with oil you also put no surprise here levona what's levona this frankincense and we've just been told every grain offering must have salt and it says mintha he this is your your grain sacrifice what do you do at the end look at verse 16 the last verse and the priests the priests shall burn it as a what a memorial again a very important word wanting god to remember the one who offers it up god take notice of me look at me examine me all of this has to do we offer god what's called a mincha a gift it can also be grain offering but it's a gift in order that god takes notice of us and he brings about his changes the changes that he sees when he takes notice of us that he sees what needs to be changed what needs to be changed repaired altered in order that we are pleasing to him verse 16 the priest he burns up this as a memorial from this this beating of the the grain and with its oil and also with its frankincense and then it says ishe leadonai a fire offering unto the lord so we have seen in these first two chapters and we're going to see more examples of specific offerings and sacrifices that the children of israel were called to make we don't have an altar today but we can learn principles and this is the purpose of studying this book of leviticus 
we can see principles that are contained with how they worshiped in the tabernacle the temple utilizing the altar we learn principles so that our worship can be pleasing and we can see the same type of response that the people experience that we can experience now today that god might go to work in our life and bring about change a wise person a true disciple one that loves god and wants to serve him is going to want god to bring change into his life those changes which are pleasing to god that we might be transformed and conform to faithful servants this should be our heart's desire if indeed we have tasted the goodness of the lord well i'll close with that until next week shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Shalom from Israel.